From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. It's Friday, and you know what's going on on Friday. It's our week in review, coming up on the Decrypt Daily. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Friday, September 30th, 2022 is the end of the quarter. I'm quite curious what Q4 is going to bring for us. Anyway, let's get straight into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. We have Bitcoin sitting at $19,301, up 0.5% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,328, up 0.6% in 24. Tether's number 3, USDC's number 4, and Binance is number 5 at 283, up 1.6%. Rounding off the top 10, it's XRP, Binance, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Our total market cap is up 0.6%. It's at $938.2 billion. A BTC dominance dropping a little bit. It's at 39.4. And F dominance dropping a little bit at 17.3. So let's kick it off with Monday. And on Monday, we heard that Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, their Bitcoin fund, hit a record discount of 35.2% on Friday. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust shares allows investors to trade shares in trust that hold pools of Bitcoin, with each share tracking the price of Bitcoin. The purpose is to give traditional investors exposure to the leading cryptocurrency without needing actually to buy Bitcoin and hodl it themselves. The trust flipped negative and began trading at a discount compared to spot Bitcoin prices at the end of February of last year. And a lot of people are saying that's a result of Bitcoin ETFs, spot ETFs launching in Canada. Grayscale says the best way to resolve this issue of it trading at a discount is to get a spot Bitcoin ETF here in the U.S. However, the SEC has other plans apparently because they're not approving any spot Bitcoin ETFs. Also on Monday, we heard that researchers at Stanford recently drew up a fresh proposal for a new Ethereum token standard. They are called ERC-20Rs and ERC-721Rs. And what does the R stand for? Reversible. So how would an Ethereum reversible token work? The ERC-20R and the ERC-721R combine a token contract and governance contract. The governance smart contract is controlled by a decentralized judiciary system where a decentralized quorum of judges votes to freeze and reverse malicious transactions. So a victim whose funds got stolen or hacked, for instance, they could make a request to the governance smart contract with appropriate evidence. And while making such freeze requests, the victim must pay, well, obviously a fee to the decentralized judges. And if they pay more, it can be done faster. <laughs> Capitalism at work, right? If the majority of decentralized judges vote in favor of the victim, the funds can be frozen and a trial will be initiated. Then both parties will have to prove that the NFT is theirs. Now, obviously, a reversible token has a lot of criticism because the whole point of cryptocurrency is that it's immutable, right? You can't reverse it. It's just it is what it is. 
there is definitely problems when there's transactions that are immutable and you can't reverse them. And that's the part of the banking system. If somebody steals your, your credit card and, you know, commits fraud, you can flag it for fraud and they can give you your money back from your credit card. And Or maybe a company that just didn't do the work, you can say, hey, company, I'm not paying you because you didn't do the work. And you can call your credit card company or your bank or whatever. There's a lot of ways you can mitigate damages uh, with your traditional banking systems and not really with crypto. So somebody's trying to figure this out. However, there's a lot of traditionalists saying, eh, that's not the point of crypto. And while I can agree, I also see what they're saying and also saying that this system definitely can be gamed. Tuesday was an interesting day because FTX.US was selected as the highest and best bid to buy the assets of Voyager. This sale was a culmination of several months of negotiations and discussions. The official committee of the unsecured creditors participated actively in the auction and supports the sale to FTX.US. So Voyager actually sent an email around to anybody who has a Voyager account, and they answered a couple questions. The first question on everybody's mind, of course, was, what was FTX's bid? And this bid was approximately $1.422 billion. And why was FTX's bid selected? Another really good question. Well, after multiple bidding rounds with participants with the UCC, FTX US was selected as the highest and best bid for our assets. FTX US's bid was significantly better than everyone else's. How was this auction conducted? Could there have been a better option? Well, apparently this started back in June, and they reached out to, Voyager reached out to, 90 interested parties to gauge interest in the potential sale. And then they had a multi-week auction, and well, they got bids from several institutions, over several rounds, from a number of interested parties. And obviously, FTX won. Does the UCC support this bid? Absolutely, the UCC participated actively. And finally, they asked, when will we know how much value will be returned to me? Obviously, people want their money. And they said, following the finalization of the bid, FTX US and Voyager will provide information about the returns of value as soon as possible. It's important to remember that FTX US's bid was selected above every other one because it was the highest and best bid for Voyager's assets. So basically, they're saying, you're probably not going to get all your money back, but this is our best option. <laughs> And finally, on Tuesday, roughly $950,000 worth of crypto has been stolen from an Ethereum vanity address. Now, this is significant because vanity addresses are basically addresses that you make on yourself. They're vanity for a reason. Say if you have a company, you say um, mycompany.f, mycompany.crypto, and so on and so forth. Well, they're finding that these addresses, these vanity addresses, are easier to brute force attack than the random numbers and letters that you'll get from just a generic Ethereum wallet or a crypto address. Wednesday was also a big day. There was actually a lot of big news this, this uh, week, wasn't there? Anyway, on Wednesday we found out that Alex Mashinsky, the CEO of Bankrupt Crypto Lender Associates Network, has submitted a letter of resignation to the company's board of directors. Mashinsky said, I elected to resign my post as CEO of Celsius Network today. Nevertheless, I will continue to maintain my focus on working to help the community unite behind a plan that will provide the best outcome for all creditors, which is what I've been doing since the company filed for bankruptcy. I must note that it's a bankruptcy that he probably caused. I must note that there must be hidden reasons that he's withdrawing and stepping aside as CEO because he's probably trying to avoid some sort of penalties, fines, or legal ramifications. Now, this is just my opinion. Uh, there's not news on this. It's just my opinion. It seems that he's been sticking with this company. This is his company, and now he's stepping aside in the midst of all this. I, there's, there's more to this. That's what I'm saying. And another reason why this is interesting is a lot of CEOs in the industry are stepping aside. 
We heard Jesse Powell, the former CEO of Kraken, is stepping aside, transferring powers to his COO, and he wants to advocate for the industry. He was pretty bummed out at the whole um, tornado cash thing. And also we heard on Wednesday that Brett Harrison, the president of FTX.us, he was stepping down from his role. He plans to shift to an advisory role for FTX.us. It's also interesting because FTX US just bought Voyager. And again, I think there's some more like inner politics or something happening inside that made Brett go, eh, okay, I'm done with this. Interesting. I want the backstories of both of them. Thursday, we heard from the chairman we don't even know the name of, the chairman of the CFTC or the Rustin Benham. And he said that Bitcoin might double in price if traded in a CFTC regulated market. The chairman added that the crypto industry had a massive opportunity for institutional inflows that would only occur if there's regulatory structure. The chairman also added that he supports a bill introduced by the Senate Agriculture Committee that would designate the CFTC as the main regulator of the crypto industry. And finally on Thursday, we heard that Binance is going to convert all its USDC, its USDP, its TUSD to BUSD. Lots of letters right there, yeah? Basically, they're taking every other stable coin and converting it to BUSD. Ah! Besides Tether, but basically they're going to take all of the stable coins and convert it to their own personal stable coin. And that conversion should be happening today. So if you wake up and you see your USDC gone, check your BUSD wallet. And moving into today's news. Well, the blockchain lead at Ernest & Young told Decrypt that the company is all in on public blockchains. Ernest & Young was one of the earliest adopters in the traditional finance world. They've been in the game since 2015, where they formed a blockchain division in pursuit of works on public blockchains. Initially, they also worked with private blockchains too, but that work has decreased over the years. Roughly 65% of Ernest & Young's work on the blockchain revolves around audits. What do they say about this bear market? Well, they think volatility is a feature, not a bug. Do you want to work for MicroStrategy? Well, you could be a Bitcoin Lightning software engineer at MicroStrategy, and you'll build a Lightning Network-based SaaS platform, providing enterprises with innovative solutions to cybersecurity challenges and enabling new e-commerce use cases. The applicant should have extensive experience building software solutions leveraging Bitcoin blockchain and Lightning Network or other decentralized finance technologies. And finally, and I checked this out on my Instagram myself, Meta announced today that its NFT collectible support is now available to all Facebook and Instagram users within the United States. Anyone in the U.S., and actually a lot of other countries too, can now showcase their NFTs. This feature currently supports collectibles from Ethereum, Flow, and Polygon blockchains, with Solana support on the horizon. Facebook and Instagram support wallet connections from MetaMask, Dapper Wallet, Coinbase Wallet, Rainbow, and Trust Wallet. The feature is available from the Digital Collectibles tab in Settings on both mobile apps. And if <laughs> I went to see if this was there, I went to see if it, I could actually do this. I say, let's get started. And it's, I didn't even press the Get Started button. I was like, there is no way I am linking any of my wallets with any NFTs and giving that link to Facebook or Meta or whatever they want to be called. There is no way. I can see myself making a brand new address that nobody knows about just to you know test out the Facebook connection and stuff like that. But I'll have no Ethereum there. I'll have no NFTs there. I, I, if anybody does this, let me know. Matthew, you're in at crypto.co. It's like Facebook and Meta has enough data. Now they're getting your blockchain data. 
<laughs> go to hell. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend and the start of a brand new month. Until then, happy hodling, everyone.